1: Hey, oh. hey. Mm. I just <laughs> come from the power oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Come on, Joe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Bam Erickson. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV, and I would like to introduce my panel. This is Cornelius Stradwick. We have Robin Ayers, and we have Janissa John. And you are tuned into a Power Season 2 special recap and Q&A with the show creator and executive producer, Courtney Kemp-Agbo. What's up? What's up?
0: So you happy coming. to be here. so
2: happy to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so after the first episode of season two, you guys got the news that Oh, we picked up for season three? Picked up for season three. <laughs> um, so how and where did the writers start the plotting for um, for season three? Was it already discussed or is it do you wait until after you get the green light and then go forth?
0: Well the the secret of TV mm-hmm. is that um, we'd already been working a little while, okay, um, so we we kind of knew. Um, and stars is a network that would pay us for the writers' room, and then like kind of you know cancel the show if they wanted to, you know whatever. Mm-hmm. So you work and you hope you're going to get the official pickup soon enough. Um, but you know, really, how we start is we start with a theme uh, for the season. Um, so, you know, last year, uh, this, the uh, theme was survival begets corruption. Mm-hmm. So when you uh, do everything you can to survive, then you, uh, like, you have to become corrupt. That's what happens. I mean, we see it on Survivor all the time, right? We mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. Human nature is if I need to survive, I'll eat the next person. Right. Um, so, you know, for example, Ghost starts season two, you all remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got no club he doesn't know where Tommy is he's like he's completely just he's got nothing and so in order to survive he ultimately becomes very corrupt by the end of the season he's like I just need to kill all these people so I can be good (laughs) which is the most delusional backwards way of looking at stuff but that's, that's where he is
3: that's so God. interesting. That's actually uh something that I noticed about Ghost from season 1. He started out with all this, you know, hype and he was great and he was on top and then all of a sudden you see him starting to, you know, not lose it all, but kind of, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Don't and aspire. then so yes, yeah, so it's funny that you mention it that that's the theme and you know we see it in Ghost. So that was very clear.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things, I mean, it's it's in all the other characters too you know, Tasha's heart gets broken in order to survive. She takes on Sean, which is really a corrupt enterprise because that's a kid, right? Mm -hmm. Angela wants to survive. So by the end of the season, she's throwing Greg under the bus, which is completely corrupt. You know, Tommy, you know, wants to survive and he's like a good person. But then by the end, basically he's like, well, let the ships fall where they may. Either one of those guys can kill each other. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he, so it's a really interesting kind of group of things. But for Ghost, I, I always think of it as, ghost is powerless it's called power because the show is really about powerlessness it's about the fact that we think that we have it all under control and then god's like actually boop got (laughs) (laughs) something so in in his case he had it all on lock right the first the first episode he's like i'm gonna go downstairs i'm gonna kill miguel i'm gonna come upstairs i know who wants to drink what everything's good right and then angela walks in Boom man and everything kind of goes bad from there you know wow, yeah. so it's all about like yeah ghost always thinks he's got everything on lock we actually just uh, one of the titles of one of the episodes for episode three for season three is I got this shit on lock and it's ghost oh, saying it. it to someone like I know you know girl I got this shit on lock I know like, you don't ghost when will you learn you absolutely do not have it on lock and the thing about
4: ghost though is you believe him because you remember that That's, scene yeah. in the hallway with him and Tasha when she came to the hotel
0: and he was like I got this I was like,
4: oh, he really got it. I believe
0: him, too. But he did have it. Mm -hmm. That was the thing, is that, like, Ghost always does have it. It's just that he can't see something else. And that's the challenge of plotting this show, is that Ghost's plans always work out. And then there's something that he didn't see coming, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the season finale of, of season two. His whole plan works kills Vladimir gets Ruiz out of town kills Drifty like everything is you know his whole plan with Kanan kind of works out as far as he knows Mm because Kanan is dead and whatever and all he needs to do at the end is just convince Tommy my way was the right way man and he's convinced Tommy so many times we've seen Tommy glamoured by ghosts Mm -hmm. like a million times this should work right my whole plan fell into place all I need is for Tommy to get on board. Tommy doesn't get on board. Oh, man, okay. Well, maybe I can get Angela back. He does get Angela back. So it's like, oh, yes, my plan. Yeah. Oh, cards. Somebody knows what I did. Yeah. Damn. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But that's the challenge of plotting the show, is that Ghost is smart. He is capable. He is a genius. He is brilliant. And he does have lots of power. And then he can. there's always something he can't see coming, mm-hmm. which is what makes him human.
3: Mm. Ooh. I feel some kind of way. How <laughs> <happy laughs> you sit here breaking it down for us? Oh, know? I'm happy to be here. I mean I
0: love talking about it, I'm passionate about it.
5: I
3: yeah,
2: yeah. How I'm curious for uh for the actors, how far in advance do they get the script so that they can I maybe dive into the character a little bit more to understand where they're going?
0: What I do is uh, we do something called a season arc document. Okay. Uh, so uh, what happens in the beginning of the season is that we write these season arc documents and they're like a thick book because they're for everybody. So there's one for Ghost, there's Tasha, there's Angela, there's Tommy. Uh, this year there's Dre. There's one for uh, this year, meaning season three. There's one for Tariq. There's like ones for different characters and they're all this like thick material. Mm-hmm. And um, we distribute those to the stars executive and then they come to my office and I pitch them the whole season like the broad strokes of everything gonna, that's going to happen in each episode. Hmm. But the seasons are all really structured because uh, episode five is a pivot that changes. So in season two, that pivot is, uh, you dumb bitch. You're not, I'm not <laughs> sleeping with ghosts, you yes. are, right? Yeah. That changes the entire series and sends it in a different direction. So yeah. we have one of those for season three, which I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> um, but then we pitch that, and then those documents, after we've worked through those notes, whatever notes we get <clears> from <in> the <throat> network, those documents go to each actor. So that's, like, way before they get a script. So they got those documents maybe a month ago, and the season 301 script hasn't been delivered to them yet. But uh-huh. they have an idea. To, they, they know what their arc is. They can do that work, and they can ask me questions. They can ask, and they come to the writer's room. You guys have seen those tweets probably. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when they come to the writer's room, they've already read their documents. So they come in to ask questions.
2: Okay. You mentioned that Tariq has a book.
0: No, not a book. Like He has a, a document. A document. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So that means there's more... Tariq for season three.
0: Oh yeah, but I didn't front like he was dead or anything. No, well, no,
4: no. Bam no, no. no, no, no. kills but off people all the wild. time, so Bam at some point killed Tariq.
2: <laughs> I thought Tariq <laughs> potentially can go because <laughs> because he was getting more camera time and he was being seen with the son a lot, so I thought maybe that was something Kanan would do.
0: Well, you know what what we what I would say is that Michael Rainey Jr., who mm-hmm. plays Tariq, is like a really brilliant actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, the opportunity to work with him is so great. And what we really want to show, one of the things that's really important to the, the show um, is that Ghost is a, tries to be a good dad. Mm-hmm. We have this thing in the writers' room, we always talk about it. It's like, your marble floors are heated, right? Mm-hmm. But you might get shot at any time if you hang out with your dad. So it's like, he's a great dad, and then he's kind of like, oh, sometimes there's some danger, right? Yeah. So we always talk about how... Tasha even says it this season. She says, I can deal with Raina and Yaz. I can't teach Tariq how to be a man. Mm -hmm. Now, the end of that scene is her saying the the sad part is you can't teach him either. But in the truth of it, Ghost is the person who has to teach Tariq how to be a man. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something that's really important about men who were fathered poorly or not fathered at all trying to become fathers. What does that look like Mm -hmm. for them? So you see Ghost who was fathered poorly try to be this great role model for Tariqa. That's something we do want to explore next
5: season. Okay. Okay. I I actually wanted to touch on that. Um, So will will we actually get to see a little more of the backstory for some of the actors, Um, say for instance um, well, Ghost and Angela's backstory maybe or um, who who else did we say we wanted to know a little bit more about the past? Holly or maybe even um, Tommy or just a little more of of their past or anything like that? Well uh, well,
2: I have a theory about Holly.
5: Okay.
0: Well, I don't answer this way. Okay. Okay. I'm sure I mean I don't know how much you guys have read about uh, my interviews, but what I always say to people is I don't do flashbacks. Okay. I'm not interested in them at all. Okay. There is flashbacks and voiceover for me are all, like that's easier. If I can tell you what the character's thinking rather than actually showing so, yeah. you, mm-hmm. then like I'm kind of cheating, right? Okay. And the same thing is true with the flashback. I was able, I think. It's one of the things I'm proud of. When in episode 102 when Ghost and Angela are standing under that whale, you saw them at 15, didn't you? Yes. Didn't you just, like, sort of see what that love was at 15 and he says, we got caught making out Mm -hmm. and she's like, I was so embarrassed and he's like, I wasn't. And, you know, that little magic between them, how great is that to show that present tense because you got to see them. Right. Because the other version of that is you cast two actors who are 15 and you show them and then it's like why would you do that when you could see see our people really like re- fall in that's love that's true mm-hmm. and in, in real life when real people talk you know what I mean like we were just outside together and I wouldn't say do you remember that day when I came to After Buzz TV and you know there was a dog like whatever <laughs> we would just say oh yeah blah 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 dog like I love having people talk about things in the real mm-hmm. like exactly. the way that they were so the way you get backstory and power is episode 107 uh, Lakeisha is telling the other girls how Tasha got engaged. Mm-hmm. Right? She tells the story, but you see Tasha take over the story and talk about it. You don't go back in time and see them, mm-hmm. yeah, but you see her face because her marriage is ending and she has to pretend that everything's okay because she doesn't want to tell her girls what's happening. That for me is like, you get more, right? Rather right. than see them be happy together, see her be sad now. Mm. you know so that's that. so no the answer to the question is if you're looking for like a flashback no yeah, it's not
3: gonna happen
5: more so of like I guess um, it may not be a, a <clears throat> physical like flashback but as you said you know maybe they are talking about a past situation or you know maybe Holly if if Bam's theory is correct you know maybe Holly comes from uh, uh, go ahead we told tell her. you
0: everything about Holly actually mm-hmm. if you were paying attention we told you her whole backstory we told you everything we told you about foster homes we told you about being mm-hmm. inside like we told you everything about mm-hmm who she is and even in episode six she says it out loud i have no family Mm -hmm. i have no friends all i have is you tommy Mm
2: -hmm. um who was the person that that got her situation void when she was because she was um
0: it was literally exactly what it said exactly what it said which is that the the the, over time if something isn't prosecuted witnesses fall away all the time that's just like the natural thing so there was no like there was no pulleys or anything like right. that. We're not going to find out about someone who helped her. There's Later on or something. No, right. no, no, no. But, okay. She's just, it just straight up is like Angela had bad luck. Because again, it's this idea of like you have power. Yeah. Like they figure out enough about her to get her arrested like yes okay we can we can bring her in and then it falls apart mm-hmm. and so then angela only has this one little window of like before holly finds out they have to release her she only has this one little window she goes to the bathroom and this is her one advantage because she is female you know so she can get in there with holly so that's what that was about it's mm-hmm. there's no like secret person helping her mm-hmm. i'm sorry was that your theory uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Was, i'm sorry <laughs> it's, it's okay but i like
3: I'll uh,
0: write it into the show now. <laughs> no, 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 no.
3: Maybe. You- well, I, I had a, I had a question, and I do want to talk more about this entire season. But I love watching your passion. You you're very you know the seasons. You know exactly the episodes. I mean, you're so passionate about it. So I'm almost just really curious as to what your passion was when you first sold this show, or when you first created the show, rather. And um, did you understand what you have now in your hands? Did you know it was going to be what it is?
0: No, fifty did 50 she was like, oh, girl, this show was a hit, you know, if you have he's he like, shorty, don't you worry about it, you know, whatever, it's very, but, um, no, it was a very, it's the first show that I ever pitched, it's the first show that I ever wrote for money, it's the first pilot I ever wrote for money, it's the first show I've ever run, mm-hmm. um, so, to be completely honest with you, I was just like, okay, guys. I mean, I have a little sign on my desk that says, okay, God. Mm. And um, it's basically, it's a shortened version of the serenity prayer or the third step prayer or any of the the steps from, you know, 12-step things. But the idea is just, I'm not in control of anything. Mm. So I do my best, and then I let all everything else turn it all over so in this case no I didn't know I knew I would do my best Mm -hmm. I knew I would show up I knew I would be passionate and that I would give it my all and that's it if nobody watched it and it was still the same show so be it I left it all on the field that's the thing I always say if I leave it all on the field and I still lose there wasn't anything else I could do that's right yeah Mm -hmm. so um, and that's what I always tell like younger people I'm like you work as hard as you can every day that you can that you have breath you know Mm -hmm. in your body and then whatever happens is great You know either
3: way yeah um, just to piggyback on that question uh because we've all fallen in love with the characters right I mean Mm -hmm. so many people have fallen Mm -hmm. in love with the characters Uh did you have an idea of who you had in mind for certain parts
0: when I was writing it no um you know we did talk about 50 Ghost for a while and his schedule was just there's no way um, but after that, you know, the person that I really wanted for Ghost was Omari Hardwick. I mean, the truth is I have this binder, and Omari will tell you the same story, which is I have a binder. Um, when stars said yes to the show, they were like, how are we going to cast it? Because they hadn't done anything like this before. And you will find that there are these questions that people ask, like will we be able to find a black guy who speaks Spanish? Will we be able to, like they, these questions that, that, that come up and it's like a, it's, it's a soft way of asking, like mm-hmm. does this exist in the real world or right, right. it up? Um, and we were talking about before the show how in New York, black, Puerto Rican, it doesn't really matter. Like I could gash a Dominican cat and he would be black mm-hmm. visually, yeah. but still, whatever, yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I had this binder full of people just to show them how we could cast the show, and the black man on the top was Omari Hardwick because mm. Omari had everything. He's sexy. He's smart. He's um, you know he's brilliant. He's uh, tough, scary, intense. Had everything. Yeah. I didn't think I would get him, but I was like, let's try. You
2: know. Well, speaking of the, the, that and casting, um, I'm always very curious. I'm always asking questions about the casting because casting is what really makes or break a show when you think back to to some actors who say for instance like Jackie Harry was supposed to play Otome Brown and Ghost and Will Smith was supposed to play um, um, The Matrix so my question to you is although you wanted Omari was did the network, did they were they leaning towards someone else that you no, had to fight?
0: No, and Stars is really great because mm-hmm. they don't want to cast stars, they don't want to cast names okay. they're not interested in names unless mm-hmm. it's something very specific, hmm. they're not interested in that so okay. no I was very fortunate. They they were sort of wide open. And we did bring in a couple of people who were our, like, names. Um, and they couldn't disappear into the part because you saw who they were. Right. Um, and, you know, some people who have not had good opportunities to play really deep, rich parts who actually could do that work, but have never gotten that opportunity. And you kind of see why. Mm -hmm. Because either their physicality makes them something or what they are on paper makes them something. You know, I think black actors have it harder because we as a culture we hold on to our people we love them so much we really have this like attachment and affection and so then they're in all this sort of black stuff that caters to us mm-hmm. and then they become a star within that so then we can't actually put them in Anywhere something else? different yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know it's like uh, michael ely was just on the following this year and it's like you turn it on it's like there's michael ely yeah. Yeah. you know he doesn't disappear into the part for 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 those of us who have <coughs> watched him since Barbershop, right. you know what I mean, yeah. or before that, so I don't know, uh, I didn't have that, no, I didn't have okay. that problem, actually I had no problem with any, the casting was, it's all unknowns pretty much except Naturi, and to a large amount of people outside our community, Naturi was not someone that they knew, you know, so okay. she's yeah. just Tasha to them, Yes. Uh-huh. although if you walk around with her, people are like, Lil' Kim, Lil' Kim, yeah, what's yeah. up, yeah. you know what I mean, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, for me, she was 3LW. Yeah, you know okay. what I That's mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but a little thing about her and casting. The Tasha part was written for a 35-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. I rewrote the part and re-changed the ages of the kids for Naturi. Her mm-hmm. audition was that good. Yeah. Wow. She came wow. in, her audition was just like, what? Okay, now my hair's straight. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? And there was this scene that they did, uh, she and Amari, where he actually put hands on her and he kind of, like pushed her and she pushed him back Mm. and she's this tiny little person and I was like she wasn't intimidated at all she's like whatever what she's just so fierce and feisty. And I was just like, yes, I'll rewrite the part. And Stars was like, no, because we want, you know, Tariq and Randa to be this age, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, but this is the actress. So. Wow. Yeah. That's
3: major. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Good for her.
0: And they were like, well, why don't you not change the... It was interesting. They were like, why don't you not change the ages of the kids? She could have had them at 15. And I was like, nope, it's not that kind of party. Yeah. She's not that character. That mm. changes the character. Wow. Yes, it at does. So I was like, no, I got to change the ages of the kids. Wow. So, uh,
2: just so that uh, it's not mentioned on Twitter. I have said vocally that I thought the casting for Sean and, and uh, Kanan, I felt ca- um, Kanan didn't look old enough to be Sean's, um, for them to be father-son. Mm-hmm. So I just want to put it out there in case be like, da, da, da. but, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, and I, I did feel that way, but I did feel towards, uh, towards season two, I started to see Sean younger, Uh prior to season one where I was like, they don't look like father and son to me. Right, Mm -hmm. right. But I slowly started to see it. He was wearing basketball shorts and he had more um, kid-like ways about him versus season one.
0: Well, I mean, for me, they both got big square heads. So that's (laughs) kind of where I was going. Uh, But I'll I'll tell you a little story about Sean since that story is obviously over. Um, When Sean was first conceived, he was Ghost's son from a previous relationship. That mm-hmm. was how he was supposed to be. That's not, it wasn't where we were when we cast it. We mm-hmm. did not, because obviously there's no way that those two yeah, are yeah. related. But um, we did in the original version of this, the pilot. Sean died in the pilot.
1: Oh. Uh, and
0: so when we cast Sinqua, we got some other um, abilities that made me want to extend the character and make him more interesting. We still wanted that father-son element for him. Um, when we came to the idea that he could be Ghost's son not literally, but adoptive, mm-hmm. sort of his, his, that, that Ghost would be his guardian then we came to the Canaan character but for me, because Sean is supposed to be 20, and we do talk about that, he just got out of college, you know, in the real of it 50 is 39, Kanan's supposed to be 40 so it, I mean the numbers work out. Yeah. Whether you know, whether it looks right to you or not. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. And um we just always thought of, I always thought of it as the the difference between them was actually one of ease and dis-ease. Sean is never comfortable and Kanan's always comfortable. Mm-hmm. So what I think you're seeing is actually an emotional thing and a thing with the with the actors. Where literally, Sinqua was giving you, I'm uncomfortable with my own father. How do I live with that? Mm-hmm. And 50 was giving you, I'm comfortable everywhere, man. Because it's my <laughs> world. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's very clear yeah. about that. Yeah.
0: That is my yeah. world. Yeah.
2: Nice. Okay, let's jump into some storylines. Let's go into the ghost, Tasha. Um, <laughs> what's your questions?
3: Well... I have to say, as far as Ghost and Angela are concerned, I think maybe I've been the outcast, maybe, when it comes to that. I mean, starting from season one, I've been so pro- ghost and angela and you know that storyline and uh, as far as ghost and tasha and who's for ghost and angela it goes so hard on twitter and i'm sure you know that too um, team, yeah, yeah exactly um but i'm for them are you have you guys changed your mind at all what no. are you what? <laughs> for, ghost, I, for
5: ghost and angie you're saying yes oh, oh, i've I, always been pro ghost and angie but. i i understand
4: the relationship however I just don't see it working out. So right. then I'm like, you're doing all of this, and you and you're going boss to the wall.
3: But to me, I'm like, well, it can't work. So right. So you're thinking more logic, whereas yeah. you know, I think you know myself and Janisha, we're we're feeling emotional about. Well, for me, yeah.
5: I just kind of see from season one when I saw that Ghost wanted to get away from that lifestyle, and Angie was more of like a cl- clean cut been a way out in a sense when it comes to a woman Natasha just wanted to be in this lifestyle. I, I just kind of, that's what won me over when it came to Angie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna lie, season two she got on my nerves. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is a man you love and all this. So you're supposed to be loyal and, you know, die hard. Especially you guys came from, like, round away. way. You're supposed to be loyal to him in a sense. So I kind of feel like... She got on my nerves this season because she was just playing both sides. And but in my mind, I still feel like she was that way out for ghosts, and I liked that he wanted to yeah. get out of the game. So that that's why I was pro Angie and She gave Jamie. him
0: a chance in episode eight, before she goes to the hotel, she says, let's just go. Yes, she, she did. did. She gave she him did. a chance. She and did. when when people, like, when people say that, like, why does she try to arrest him, whatever? I'm like, she gave him a shot. Mm-hmm. She knew he was lying to her face when he said, I'm going to the club, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, I, you can only get down for a fool for so long, right? Sure. How long can you play yourself? You know, how long? How many mm-hmm. times? And I, I think it's like, it's... It, For me, as a person who who writes Angela, who feels close to Angela, um, I feel close to Tasha, too. I feel close to Tommy and Ghost. I feel really close to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for Angela, she has that thing about being a very smart woman intellectually and very stupid emotionally. Mm -hmm. And in in episode two, uh, Paz says, you think about love like you're a little girl. Episode 102, yeah. she says, she says, it's butterflies and rainbows. And, yeah. you know, she's talking to Angela, and Angela does think like that. She literally cannot get herself out of this idea that this man is just like that this is the dream. She's yeah. in love with the dream. She might not exactly. be in love yeah. with him. Okay. She's in love with the dream. She can't let the dream go. So that's what she says. Let's just run. And it's uh, someone tweeted, girl, he can't run. He got them kids. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, kinda. Kinda. <laughs> kind of. And Ghost yeah. never says he wants to go anywhere without the kids. Right. Never says that. Right. He's always like, yeah, that'll have to wait. He's like, we can run away tomorrow. He knows there's no yeah. tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, conversely, what, what is it? What's the deal with Ghost and Tasha? Is he? Because people have this idea that they were truly in love and that they are truly in love versus he actually married her for her you know because she was loyal to him well
0: this is the thing Ghost does love Tasha Tasha does love Ghost yes but I think for me it is that Tasha loves Ghost, Angela loves Jamie, Jamie, and that he can't pick which one he is at any given moment. And so he knows that Tasha accepts the grungy part of him and that he didn't have to lie to her about certain things. And as long and when he was in that marriage with her and he was in it, Mm -hmm. he didn't lie to her, right? Because he wasn't cheating on her or anything like that. Right. But he always had this hope that he could be something else. Yes. And it's really there in the scripts. Episode one, he says, You never wanted more. And she says, What more? We got everything. And it's like okay Mm -hmm. you know how do you you know so it's not when people are like I think he loves Angela I think he loves Tasha no he loves both Both. of those Mm -hmm. women Mm -hmm. and they both love him but they only love the part of him that they can accept Yeah. yeah you know and so it's a question of like who who does he want to pick to be today
4: right and
0: and what what does that feel like so when people are like well he must not love Tasha he must not love Angela it's like have you guys not figured out Ghost only loves his damn self yeah. when it comes to it on the real? Yeah. On the real, 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 real. Mm-hmm. He is picking him. How about that? Like, okay. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's just... It's like, it's, it's not... It's not one or the other. And I it's like I, I said this recently on on Twitter probably with a little attitude, but I wish people would understand I'm never going to pick a side. Yeah. I'm not on either team. <laughs> yes. Because the the team that the team that I'm on is the best story. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And that's the good that's the beauty of the show even with the characters. Like I went back and watched episode 1 season 1 mm-hmm. and even just looking back from seeing the full two seasons and going back, you can see Ghost when he's he was around Tasha before Angie walked in the club you really thought that they were in love together yeah, so did, you yeah. thought that they had this relationship but it and it wasn't until Angie came that you started questioning that and it seems like we just completely forgot that he ever even had those types of feelings mm-hmm. and you know it it's complicated it's so real mm-hmm. like <laughs> <totally>. <laughs> think about it, that's like a, re- yes, a regular yeah. dude he yep. have a girl or a wife and then some other woman comes around and he felt like got away and all of a sudden he's like and then he's the, all in with her but
0: the thing is he says to to tasha he's like please get on this journey with me mm-hmm. in episode three he says there <laughs> are no drug dealers that are old you know exactly. retired yeah. he says they're all dead or in jail he's like get on board with me and she's like you're better than the other ones that's her her response is you're gonna be fine no. he's trying to say to her like i'm scared you know mm-hmm. it's funny it's like the it, it, it is happens in real life, which is the cracks in your primary relationship don't really show to you until, until there's that other else, person, you know, right? right? And then you're like, oh no, this was all wrong, but mm-hmm. I was willing to be there. Now, mm-hmm. Tasha and Ghost are not all wrong. I'm not saying that. Right. But there was that little thing that he, was, that he had inside that he couldn't share with her. And then here comes someone who only sees that because he's orchestrated it so. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the other piece of it is that he didn't get to see, Angela doesn't get to see the real him exactly. until yeah. episode two. 209 basically where the, the second to last episode of this season where mm-hmm. she's like fuck you ghost mm-hmm. because that's now she knows him mm-hmm. now she knows the full him and yeah. it's like oh okay damn when somebody knows the full me do they really do they can they really accept me
2: mm-hmm. no? great points okay now let's go <laughs> let's go to let's go uh, to ghost and tommy ghost and
3: Tommy I love ghost and Tommy yes. it, it hurt me you know it hurt the, your heart yeah, yes. it definitely <laughs> hurt my heart just to see them at odds and you know of course we're we're pulling for them I have a question about Tommy uh, his role was he did you always have him in mind as like the cool white boy who you know what I'm saying just from the neighborhood
0: well um it's funny the, the some of the Tommy character is based on my own experience growing up as the only black kid where I grew up mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. which is like sometimes your friends would step up for you mm-hmm you know um, my husband we were in we were well we were he was in law school and I was in graduate school in New York we went through this period where our friends when he would go out with our friends one of his white friends would hail his cab they would just hail wow. his cab but wow. and it was it was tacit it was not said no one said that It just at the end of every night white kid would go out hail Brian a cab Brian would get in it because they understood what was happening in New York at the time which is a black man could not get cabs it's gotten a little better but it you know um and I think that part of that symbiotic relationship, that backstory and we're going to explore a little more is that Tommy would get jumped and Ghost would fight the other kids off, you know what I mean people like to pick on the white boy, Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a little bit of that, there's also the idea that ghost, because he had this white friend, got access to places that other people didn't. You know, that they were, had a symbiotic relationship. They could really help mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that I thought of him as, like, the cool white boy, but I thought of him as the white boy from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so the white boy from the neighborhood is a little bit more vicious, because he has to be. He used mm-hmm. to show that he's down. Yeah. And it's, like, getting beaten up all the time. So, you know, it's all that combo platter.
2: Yeah.
3: Wow.
2: I've... Um, what I've liked about the, the ghost-Tommy relationship is... Um, in the beginning, you saw how they would do things again uh, behind each other's back, uh-huh. and then they would let each other know, and it's, like, not a big deal. That's kind of like what homeboys do. But then, once we got into season two, th- it started to build up. Okay, it's one thing to, you know, uh, to take 5000 from the safe and put it into this barack, but the but the... The things they were doing behind each other's back, the things started to become bigger.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that is what caused the problem that you kind of felt was. You felt was about to happen, and so now we're at the point where it's he had, Tommy has to choose between either ghost uh-huh. or him, Holly and the doll.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which, right. Which,
2: which, I, which I think is great, and you know, I, I had already predicted that, you know, I don't believe ghosts can easily leave the game.
0: Well, I mean, you guys saw the little tease that they that stars did, where it's like, "Can you ever really get out?" Mm-hmm. You, I don't know if you guys saw yeah. that. It's like a little thing.
2: Oh no, I'll watch it online.
0: Uh, but mm. it's like fifteen seconds. Okay. But the 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 thing is, for me, it's even deeper. What is Ghost? Who is he really? Because he thinks that he's James mm-hmm. and Jamie and that he put on ghost. That's what he thinks. That ghost is a is a creation so that he can be in the street and whatever and that when he ghost <clears throat> when he comes out of the chrysalis as a butterfly, he will come out as butterfly James. That's what he believes. Mm-hmm. Is that true? I don't know because he's lived one he's lived two lives for a really long time. Can he put down either one? Sure. I'm not sure. I mean it's it's complicated, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say like no he can never get out. What I would say is is he, is he destined to get out? I mean, the person who's like, I need to get out of the game, so I'm going to shoot all these people in the head <laughs> yeah. is not necessarily the guy who's really, like thinking of his way to be clean. You know, at one point, you know, he could have gone in and turned state's evidence and been like, yeah, I did all this stuff and Lobos is a bad guy, And but that's not what he did. Mm-hmm. He got Tommy arrested and, like, he walked out of the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's gangster! Oh, yes. You know what I mean? On some level, he's like... I mean, he ganked those clubs. He did all this stuff this whole season. You know, I had people who were like, Ghost is weak this season. I was like, wait. Just (laughs) Just just wait. We saw (laughs) Ghost.
3: I mean, he's so smart. Mm -hmm. Are we starting to see the reason that you named him Ghost?
0: Well, yes. Um, I think that, oh, God, this is hard to say publicly. I'll say it. Um, You know the, the spook who sat by the door? You know the idea, that book, but the idea of, like, we as black people can sometimes be invisible.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you know, invisible man, whatever. That mm-hmm. um, there's there is a kind of invisibility to Ghost, and there is the part of him that's like, frankly, like a haint, like a shade, where he he's never quite there, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's always sort of it's he's he's changing all the time. He's he's mutable all the time. You know, he's he's always transforming. I, Um, He's never fixed, he's never a solid human. It's like you can't put your hands on him Mm -hmm. because he slips through and that's part of the ghost thing um, is that you look up and he's gone mm-hmm. and I think that's true for Tasha it's true for Angela it's true for Tommy um, yeah like he slips through your fingers it's like you you barely knew who he was
3: that's and so good so that's why he's ghost yeah, yeah that's so good it's like a master class yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, it really I'm in is. awe right now yeah. I
2: can't even focus All on in. questions I'm just All like thank like like you yeah.
3: but I had in in that same lane is there some truth to the to why the club is called truth that that is the the sort of like significant part significant part about the show everything happens at truth a lot of things are unveiled at truth someone uh actually one of our uh followers, you know, um, on Twitter kind of pointed that out, and I said, wow, that's actually a great point. We see a lot of things happen at Truth.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I would say, first of all, it's called Truth because I'm a hack, and I was like, well, this is what it is, so let's <laughs> we'll just call it that. Um, but also, part of it is that I liked the idea that Ghost, even though he is lying most of the time, mm-hmm. is always gravitating toward Truth. He's always like trying to get there. You know, yeah. so much of his life is saying, I gotta go to the club. Mm-hmm. Because the club is the source of the things that make him feel good, right? When he's there, he doesn't have to be ghost. Mm-hmm. That's what Pink Sneakers stole from him. That's what Holly stole from him in episode 108, right? She turns, she calls him ghost in his club. No. Not yes. Yes. <laughs> And then Pink Sneakers <laughs> comes in and she shoots at him in his club, which destroys his club. She breaks, like literally like a, like a mirror, she breaks the safety. Around this idea of who he is, and I'm James when I'm at truth, and all that stuff. The truth is that I'm James, is it? Is that oh, the truth?
1: Mm-hmm. Whoa.
2: <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned pink sneakers, and this year you had some great murder scenes. My lord, um, pink sneakers. Uh, well, Nomar is kind of last year, but he was brought into yeah. Vladimir Barack, Sean, um Brock. I mean,
0: that Brock stuff was my favorite. Man, mm-hmm. he needed a lesson in holding his tongue. <laughs> 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 I, He's so good at
2: that. Yeah, right. He was here with us last night for um for for ballers. I think Brock was probably my favorite. That and Sean was probably my favorite death kill scene because it was just so brutal, so gritty. It was just so raw and so. The streets, mm-hmm. I-, I loved it, but I also loved pink sneakers too. Oh, do you guys have a a favorite?
4: Mine was Sean, mm-hmm. because when Fifty Cent was standing over Sean, I caught myself being like, "Dang, Fifty Cent killing people!" Mm-hmm. Like it was so believable that I really was in it, thinking, "No, Fifty is killing." Sean, mm-hmm. it was, and, and the fact that it was so brutal, but it was so sad, and you kind of saw that little glimmer in in Kanan's eye for a second. Like, dang, I messed up. It was so, it was so good. Yeah. That was my favorite. That's my favorite, also,
5: mm-hmm. for mostly the same reasons. But I mean, just even I, I when when when, kan- when Kanan was standing over Sean and he shot him, and the little splatter of blood is like, this is my son's blood on my face. That was just crazy for me, you know, to know that someone could kill their own son. That's
3: intense, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I had
2: predicted Sean's death alone in season two. (laughs) And my question is, since you mentioned that in the pilot... I know, I'm a cold piece, but I. I <laughs> no, no, no off it's a okay. Minute. It's all um, good. I thought it was interesting that he. I would, housed
0: you earlier on Holly, so it's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought it was interesting that he died in the ninth episode, but when you say that in the pilot, he was originally killed uh, in, in, the pilot. in the pilot episode, so now my perspective has changed because normally in TV, you don't see a series regular literally die. Without making it to the finale, mm-hmm. so but now I get you. So I, I understand your. I'm getting. Uh, I'm understanding your thought process. But did Sean know? the Sean character? Did he know that he was dying uh, ahead of time, or did he read the script and was like, "Up, oh, I'm dead." Oh, I
0: would never do that to somebody. Oh. Okay. I would never tell somebody like let them read the script and just find out. Like this is your job. It's your livelihood. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's not how it works. Okay. okay. I bring the person in. I think I brought him in probably before episode eight mm-hmm. because also if you're paying attention you can tell he's not going anywhere good right yeah. the minute kanan puts a gun in his hand and says go kill ghost
4: right
0: i mean the thing that was the surprise again for me um i'll tell, tell you a little bit about how i i look at surprises and mm-hmm. shocking because you, you guys obviously tell that i'm really invested in cliffhangers i'm invested in that edge of your seat kind of storytelling <laughs> but for me it's not it's not about what's going to happen it's about how it's gonna happen. So for example, episode 108. You know Ghost is going to get shot at. I'm not hiding that from you. Mm -hmm. In fact, you see pink sneakers try to do it earlier in the episode, right? So we know that's going to happen. And and the smart TV viewer knows it's going to happen in truth. They even know it's going to happen that night. Fine. They don't know Holly's going to get shot, though. That's Mm -hmm. the piece they don't know about it. So you tell them the story that they're going to see, which people like. People love to predict. They they want to feel good when they're right about something. (laughs) But then you just kick it up a notch. So I think most people thought Sean was going to die, but they thought Ghost was going to kill him. Yes. For me, it was about okay. You're gonna. Someone's gonna give you a gun and tell you to go kill a ghost. We know what ghost is. That's what I'm saying. Ghost mm-hmm. is like I'm James. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna kill anybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we send him basically into certain death, right? We send him into certain death, and that's not what happens. Ghost doesn't kill him and so for me as a storyteller what it was was the audience going right it's a series regular they're not really going to kill him it's going to be totally fine like and you see Ghost take the gun from him and it's brutal and you see him sort of crying you see the gun up you're like oh no is he going to do it and then he doesn't do it and you're like yay Ghost hmm. Ghost you really have changed Sean you dummy and that's the thing that is important is that we were consistent with the character Sean is dumb.
3: <laughs> yeah. Sean is dumb
0: <laughs> and he makes yeah. really dumb choices because <laughs> he's not street Right. And, and that's what Ghost says to him. He says, You're not cut out for this, man. You're not cut out for this. How yeah. could Kanan send you in here like this? And the truth is Kanan didn't send him in there like that. Kanan sent him with a with a foolproof plan before that he chickened out of. <laughs> mm, right. Sure not sent him back to that club because yeah. he would have known that kid would never pull that off. So it's really for me it's like with the with, with Sinqua, Sinqua knew earlier before other people knew. Um and he knew way before the script came out. Because we also do a table read. Mm-hmm and if any of y'all are in New York at any point I would love to have you come to a table read oh, but if amazing. you but if we do the table read you everybody's had the script for a couple of days okay. so you know you want to have that and then the cast has a whole conversation amongst themselves like, oh no you know poor Sinqua you know because I don't do a lot of sucker stuff people are usually dead when they're dead I mean there's one notable exception obviously yeah. <laughs>
2: speaking of dead so um the Canaan situation
0: the Canaan situation yes
2: um I didn't like it because I thought originally, I thought, how in how in the hell can someone who is in the middle of a fire that's this close to his face, but it's alluded that now he got out. But then I also thought, well, maybe Ghost did that on purpose because it's better for him to, rather than be dead, than to live the rest of your life burnt as toast, as Cornelia says. We'll look like Freddy Cooper. Like Freddy, like Freddy yeah. Cooper, <laughs> Freddy So... <laughs> I'm going to ask, but I don't know if you're going to tell me. Is he dead or not?
0: Um, I don't even know what the question is.
2: Is Kanan dead?
0: You'll just watch next season.
2: Okay, I, I, I <laughs> had to ask because that's one of the questions I'm going to know. But
0: I will, I will say this. We don't... Ghost sets that fire, and then he walks right out of
2: there, mm-hmm.
0: right? We sh- didn't... We showed Kanan close his eyes. Did we, do we know what happened there? Was he potentially playing dead? I don't know
3: you'll find out Okay. Mm. <laughs> we'll find out yeah. but I, but I, you know what I like about you Bam is that you don't ever hesitate to ask the question anyway you're like you might not tell me <laughs> he tries to ask questions from everybody <laughs> I,
0: don't, I don't ever mind when people ask me a question I just know that they may
2: not like my answer <laughs> yeah, I, 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 t- I totally get it uh, what's your favorite um, panel what's your favorite uh, storyline I'm
5: I'm ghost all the way. Okay. I just I just love how he you know he battles with being Jamie and being ghost. And then I also love like my favorite scene um, was the same one you were just talking about with um, with Sean, where you know he was like go and you see that intensity. uh oh, that was just incredible. He just yeah. he does an amazing job. You know, just playing ghost,
3: playing Sean, playing Jamie. Yeah, I, I I love his character. It's really difficult for me to decide. It's I mean because I'm <laughs> I love the characters, but if I had to choose, I would say. Tommy and Holly they just bring it to me and Mm -hmm. they bring such a side out of each other that is really unfolding and it's uh, pretty interesting to me so yeah
4: My favorite storyline, well, one of them is is the ghost and Tasha because it's causing so many opinions Mm -hmm. and people have so many theories and and, and they just feel a certain way about that couple. But my side favorite was the quick Angie and Holly storyline. I really like that Mm -hmm. because they were basically, Angie was looking at somebody not knowing she was looking at the person that she was on the other side. Mm -hmm. And when they had that standoff in the bathroom, that to me was
3: yeah, and that they kept the doing best. that. They kept one-upping each yeah. other, you know, as it went on a little bit. So I agree with that. Was, that. that was good.
2: I'm going to go far left. Um, I'm going to say that some. Uh, I have a couple. Um, my favorite storyline deals with Ruiz and where he's going because he didn't leave. He put his daughter into the uh, into the car, but he didn't get in. So he's probably somewhere still in New York that means no I'm not going to tell you or just stop <laughs> talking <words. I> mean,
0: <laughs> what, what's your next thing
2: okay. um, I also I like Tasha and her mom
0: oh, oh, Tasha and Estelle is fun right yeah. fun.
2: I love Debbie Morgan so I love that storyline
0: yeah um, I, what I would, would say is that that for me is very important some of what I'm trying to do is to kind of write about what it really is to be black in the sense of like what the familial relationships sometimes are like. You know, mm. my mom slapped me when I would mouth off. Uh-huh. You know, she only did it once or twice, but like I deserved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I probably wouldn't do it to my own kid, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll see. She's mouthy. Ooh. Who knows where she gets that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think um, you know. I I like that storyline too I don't have enough room for it all the time and I I think people always say to me like more screen time with this character this character and I have to tell people and I like I will say honestly my screen time goes to those top four first Mm -hmm. okay that's it like basic and true if I have too many scenes in an episode I'm not cutting the one with Ghost or Tommy or Tasha or Angela and to some extent that means Holly and Sean too in season two because those two characters were also part of that world Mm -hmm. but I gotta tell that main story. So, as much as you might wanna hang out with Julio, the truth is if Julio's not in a scene with Ghost or Tommy, then to some extent that scene might be something that can be cut, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Because I really wanna tell the story of these four people. Uh, but uh, one thing I wanted to go back to what you said about uh, Angela and Holly, for me, that was super fun. I love when the real shit of a show like ours happens between the women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think that, you know, the show is very, people are always like, it's a masculine show. And I'm like, it can't be a masculine show. I'm writing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm Like it. But I, I'll say that, like, what was so great was that, that Tommy and, and Ghost, who both said at different times, leave that girl alone, right? Mm-hmm. In episode one, ghost is like don't touch the merchandise right don't date anybody who works for me and Tommy says in episode one stay away from Angela Valdez she already messed you up right yeah. they've already heard this and what if they listen to each other you yeah. never get that scene in the bathroom right these two women never know about the other person so Angela is all about Tommy Holly is all about ghost and then you bring these two people together and what happens? The truth comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it was like, it was so great because it was, you know, you really were with both of those women. You yes. know? Holly looks like trash. She sounds like trash, whatever. She's had a whole lifetime of stealing stuff. Angela's like, I'm high and mighty and you need to save yourself. And Holly's like, what? You need to save yourself. How about you check yourself? <laughs> I remember
3: when you were banging James up against the wall.
0: Huh? Oh, you think you so high and mighty, right? Yeah. You yeah. dumb bitch. That was right there. That right there. <laughs> yeah.
3: It was literally like you saw that that
0: shift in power. Exactly, which is what the show's about. Power. Who has the power at any given moment?
2: Is there anything... Okay, let me just... back. (laughs) Can you tell us who the... um, Give us more information on the Jimenez, the the, the whole storyline, Will we see more? I'm assuming we're going to see more of the the Jimenez.
5: Okay, so the
0: thing with the Jimenez is just a very simple thing about, like, back in Mexico... uh, Lobos has a problem with his competition. It's Coke and Pepsi man, mm-hmm. and they're just af- at each other, right? But he's got a problem with them, and they want to kill him because they want to take over his territory. But that's like, sort of happening in Mexico, and they're really trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um so he's trying to get his money from ghosts so he can get out of the sort of this hemisphere altogether. He wants to go. So that's really the story. It's like it's not it's not super complicated. Okay. It's just that it's that's the, the controlling <clears throat> story that people know about. People don't know that ghost is trying to kill him because they don't know about ghost, right? So that's why that where the Jimenez thing comes from.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we see who this character actually is in season 3.
0: Well, there, it's the Jimenez or our cartel. There's like more than one of okay. them. Okay. But um not I wouldn't I wouldn't say what I would say is don't invest a lot of time thinking about that okay. because that's not really the story. The story okay. is really about like how is Lobo's going to get out of the situation that he's in, which is that he's in an American jail right now hmm. that Ghost put him into. So mm-hmm. he's got a serious problem right ahead
2: of him. Hmm. I also like Mike, the snitch. <laughs> I like that. I didn't. I don't think any of us saw that coming. I thought it was actually Greg.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's, what's interesting is we sewed in all those clues. So if you guys go back, you will see every clue that was there, that Mike was actually in with Lobos. For example, why did he have the wrong address for the meet?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, we talked no, about that. that.
0: So, like, all these little things. And you see, and actually, uh, <gasps> at one point, um, David Fumero, who plays Mike, like, I told him. I didn't tell anybody else. Mm. So he was actually playing it sometimes. So if, if you go back to episode eight, and you see when they when Lobos comes out and Lobos spits, Lobos is spitting at him. Mm. And you see on his face, like, fuck, I like Mm. how do I do that and so when he says good work Angela he's like, "Oh, he's so mad." Because he, wow. you know, like it's, it's all those little things that are mm.
3: in there. Which is one of the things that I say I love about the show. There's always and I keep call it calling it foreshadowing, and I don't know if that's what it is, but it's you see something and we don't know why we're seeing it, but then it comes up later on and you're like, "Oh," and you start putting the pieces of the puzzle together.
0: We call it playing fair with the audience. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, ahead? that's good. No. no. But but we just in the writers <laughs> room, I always say you have to play fair with the audience always. So you have to consistently and constantly, both of those things, mm-hmm. constantly and consistently play fair with the audience, which means we saw that keychain, right? We saw the, the keychain, the, yeah. the, you know, with the whale keychain, we saw them being cute, whatever, whatever. and then we saw it fall out of his pocket and then we the girl chokes on it like it all like we played fair it wasn't like all of a sudden you saw the girl choke it was like so there's a lot um, we talk about this all the time about how you play fair so for example playing fair with the audience episode 104 Holly sees Ghost and Angela having sex in the office you don't know where that's gonna come back right Mm -hmm. but it's when she comes out of that stall and she's like wait yeah. I recognize you. The audience has that same feeling because they were there, yeah. and that's what yeah. I always try to tell our our writers. We talk about this. We, I always want the audience to go, yeah, that's right. I did know about that. I did see that they played fair with me. Like, then they have that good feeling, yeah. that yes. good yeah. feeling of like, oh yeah. yeah. And you like lean forward. You're like, yeah. Angela, you gonna get it now yeah. because you know it's real because right. you were there for it. Yeah. yeah. I, the the thing with playing stuff off screen is that as much as you can try to play it on screen. And that goes back to the thing about not doing flashbacks and not doing voiceover. Yeah. It's like, how much better is it that you saw them having sex through mm-hmm. Holly's eyes? You saw that, yeah. you know what I mean? How much better is that? And how much better is it that Ghost that Tommy found out? You thought in, episode, in season one that all that was for was that so Tommy could find out that he was sleeping with Angela, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Had a whole other purpose. Mm-hmm. Out of
5: curiosity, um, I know we have a short in time, but um, do you ever, I know you pay attention to a lot of the fa- Fans and some of the things that they say, and we make predictions all of it all the time. So, for like future season, well, for the next season, have you considered taking into consideration some of the predictions that maybe some fans may have? Nope, this is a solely the
0: reason that we don't do it. And we <coughs> talk about this a lot in the room because we didn't expect the show to be that popular, but okay. you absolutely cannot take what the fans say or suggest like it there might be things that they have suggested that happened because we already decided they were going to happen mm-hmm. but if you start to write the show a certain way what happens is you get off your track and what people liked before was what you guys were doing right mm-hmm. right so then you start to like make it something else and I, I had this one person who was tweeting who was like you've abandoned your fans because of this this and the other whatever doesn't matter and I was like the thing is, like, I will never abandon you because I'm mm. not going to abandon these characters. Yeah. Right. I'm telling their story. Their story comes first, not the story that we want to see. Yeah. I mean, it's like that whole thing about people are like, I want Ghost and Tasha to get back together, or, I want Ghost and Angela to be together and it to be okay. Well, then there's no story left, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if everything's okay and people act normally, you know, if people make wise choices, I have no television show. Yes. <laughs> if People are always doing the right thing, what we want them to do. There's no TV show. We're just over. Yeah. You know what I mean? In episode 201, Ghost should have gone upstairs and shot Angela in the head because she's a federal agent she knows too much about him and he just found out from Tommy and he's like awful but he doesn't do that he's in love Mm -hmm. so he doesn't do it so he says, so, baby, how does work? Yeah. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Instead, and that's like, that's not necessarily the right choice, but it's the right choice for the show because it's real about what he would do. Oh,
4: Last man.
2: question before we go into a cold piece. Uh, Victor Garber, who plays Stern, who I love. Who
0: I love, who um, is like one of my angels. I love Victor. <laughs> I
2: heard that you guys will be starting a uh, production for season three soon or like September. September,
0: September yeah
2: but he's also doing a movie how I'm just wondering how much involved will we see of Stern will we see him later
0: he's actually a series regular in uh, Legends of Tomorrow I think that is mm-hmm. which is a, a um, Berlanti TV show yeah um, and they shoot Vancouver <coughs> Mm. so you know I'm friends with those guys because I obviously worked on a Berlanti show at Eli Stone and so you know I have friends I love that show by the way thank you Um, I loved it too working uh, for Greg was like a huge really big experience Mm. Um, Mark Guggenheim also um so, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, it's always like that with your recurring cast. Like, what, what's one of the challenges of this show is that it's novelistic. So, so characters go in and out, right? They come in and they come out. That's really hard on scheduling, you yeah. know? I mean, Elizabeth Rodriguez is a series regular in Orange is the New Black now. Well, okay, I really need her to come and play pause. I hope I can get that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of challenges when you don't sew people up. Mm. And um, so that's that's part of the deal. So I don't know. I don't okay. know yet okay. how much we're going to be able to get. But it always changes, and oh. we accommodate. Yeah.
2: Okay, well, DJ, drop the beat as we get, go into Cornelia's co-piece of the week. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you know what this is, but she will break it down to you.
0: So Cold
4: Piece of the Week is an honor that we give to someone every episode, whether you do something great or you do something super bad. So it can be like when your mom be like, Girl, that's cold and she means it's amazing. Yeah. Or it can be you just really are a piece of S H I T. Okay, I'll tell yeah. In this case, I am going to give Cold Piece of the Week to you, Miss Courtney. Oh, thank so you. writing the hell out of this show. You, you created the hell out of this show it has so many different aspects that everybody can relate to whether you are a corporate person whether you are buttoned up whether you're a street dude whether you are a hood adjacent it really doesn't even matter yeah there's romance there's there's sex there's um there's black love you know there's so many things that people are gravitating towards and I just want to commend you for thank
0: you
4: giving us an amazing amazing show and it gives us something to talk about every, every week. week yeah I'm glad. every I'm single glad, week I'm so glad. the honor
0: goes to you thank you i it's love great. it Love Yay. It.
2: Yay! Thank you, thank you so much. Um, Well, I tried to get out fans. I tried to get out as much as I can about season three. And, um, wow. I'm just in awe. Like, I am, like, in love with you now.
4: Oh! <laughs> I, well, that's nice. I, <laughs> I, I like that. I have
2: just, oh, my God. There, I had already had a, a high respect for you, but it's, like, now, it's... I just
3: <laughs> is it possible that you will come back uh, again, maybe after a season three or something? Absolutely. Okay. I would love to. I would love to come
0: back. I, I mean wonderful. I wonderful.
3: This is fun and it's
0: like love to I'd love to talk to people about the show who really like the show. Yes, <laughs> we love the show. And
5: you're officially a showrunner for Stars Now, right? Well, I want an overall deal it starts
0: okay
2: yeah. El, and that. do you have any other projects or anything that is coming yeah, up yeah
0: I've got a few things that I'm working on but nothing that's you know right now powers my focus okay. because I mean I ain't Shonda yet Yeah. So you know what I mean <laughs> she's, she's able to do all sorts of stuff but uh-huh. like right now I gotta make sure that this is yeah. together.
2: And congratulations on the finale. Oh, it, thank it you. People lost
0: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: Let everyone know where you can be found on social media.
0: Oh, um, I'm at CK Agbo Official on Twitter, and uh, I'm on Facebook. I have, like, a public page, and I'm on Instagram at KempAgbo, just K-E-M-P-A-G-B-O-H, and, uh, you know, Hit me.
2: <laughs> and you guys can all hit us on social media. You can find me on social media at Bam Erickson,
3: me at Cornelia and on all social media platforms
5: at Robin Ayers. And I'm also on all social media at Janisha underscore Miss Vi.
2: Again, I literally just I want to stand and just applaud you. Thank you so <laughs> oh, much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, I, thank I really appreciate being here. Thank you so much. It's been it a pleasure. Fun. Well, you guys, what a great way to wrap up season two here on Afterbus TV for Power until next season, uh, June-ish probably again. Yeah, June again. Yeah. So June 2016, we will see you for uh, Power season three. Thank you